Hi, everyone. This is the Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Ayo. I'm your host, Dr. Ayo Gathing. I'm a board-certified psychiatrist, best-selling author, and a health and relationship expert. I am here to liberate you from your boring-ass love life. Lose the good girl and unleash your inner bad girl to finally find love and get the relationship you deserve. Hello, welcome back. Have such a fun episode for you today. You're going to be dying and laughing along with me today. Have you ever been with a guy and you thought this is too good to be true? Or maybe something didn't add up or you felt like something was not right with him? The truth is something probably is not right with this guy and you have to trust your intuition. We often ignore what's right in front of us or try to explain it away because we want to be happy so damn bad. But the truth is, you have to pay attention to cues that tell you your date is cray cray. They are usually right there all along and you're just not paying attention to them. I'll start this topic off with a personal story. Feel free to laugh or cry right along with me. I met a guy once some years ago and I thought I had lucked up. He was amazingly hot and he had these eyes that were just magnetic. I, I truly got lost in them. We ran into each other at a day party. For those of you who don't know, this is an aside. What a day party is, you're missing out. It's a full blown party when it's bright and sunny out and early and you can be home and in bed by 10 p.m. refreshed for the next morning. I digress. We met at a party outdoor in a very nice neighborhood in Atlanta. Crowd was great. He approached me at the bar and asked to buy me a drink. Awesome. And he took out a wad of cash to buy this drink. I thought this was hilarious. You know, our society is very full of debit cards and, and credit, but he bought me and all my friends drinks. So I was very pleased with that. We continued to talk and we hit it off. It's not too often that you have a great vibe with someone. So I was, I was truly excited, I won't, I won't lie. We talked off and on for the next couple hours, but he didn't stalk me or anything. He gave me some space. He came back to get my number at the peak of the party, right when it transitions to kind of the nighttime crowd and cools off. He stated he wasn't really feeling it anymore, but that he would call me. So I appreciate that he followed up and, and we exchanged numbers. I happily provided the number after all the effort he had put in. So he called me the next day, not text, also impressive, and he invited me to brunch on a Sunday, which I thought was cool because who doesn't love brunch? And brunch actually went very well. Same great, amazing vibe. When the bill came again, he paid in all cash. But at that point, I was just thinking like, okay, maybe he doesn't like using bank cards fraud was you know kind of peeking it was fine he called me that later that night from a different phone number and when i asked him about it he said he uses one number during the day for work and that his personal number at night which was strange because it was a sunday and we had been hanging out all day hadn't been working but he had used the other number but i recalled him saying he had owned a business so 
I wasn't really judging. I felt like, okay, hey, when you own your own business, you can probably do whatever. Over time, I also learned that he had two cars, one really nice Lexus, loved it. The other one, some kind of crappy old thing that I barely wanted to lean on, much less ride in. But hey, maybe that was his landscaping car or his work car. After a month or so, I started noticing that all of our dates were during the daytime. A lunch here, a quick coffee or ice cream there. And while they were awesome, they always felt rushed as I was working or trying to work it into my schedule. But after all these years of being called late at night or being a proposed booty call, it was refreshing to have fun with someone in the light of day. But it still seemed strange. I finally thought to invite myself over to his place one night after some encouragement from my friends. But he said, no, I don't want you coming over here. I have a lot of roommates and the place is always a disaster. I don't even feel like dealing with getting him to clean up. He even threw in a sweet comment about not wanting me around all those guys as he wanted me all to himself. Cute, right? I loved it. It was so cute. I was like, oh, okay. Then time went on, whenever I suggested nighttime dates or even overnights at my place, wink, wink, he always said he had to get up early for work or had things to do. And again, that seemed a little weird. No nights off or you're like not willing to live a little and be tired? But he was so handsome and he was so fun. And he was obviously respectful because he never spent the night and we never spent the night together. So I let it go on. One night, he was trying to leave an early dinner at a place that transitioned to a night type of vibe with music and everything, and I really wanted to stay. And at that point, I just finally confronted him. I said, just tell me the truth. Are you married or something? Like, what's going on? Something's something's up. And if you lie, I will follow your ass home. Yes, I told him. I'm going to follow you if you don't let me know right now. Because I called him out on what I was seeing and I refused to listen to any more of this bullshit he was spinning, he finally told me the truth. And you won't believe what the truth was. I wish I could play this guessing game with you guys right now and say, hey, guess what it was, but I'll just give it to you. He told me that he was a former drug dealer living in a halfway house to serve out his sentence. He told me that he was a former drug dealer living in a halfway house to serve out his sentence. Yes, you heard me correctly. Drug dealer, halfway house equals criminal. He was a criminal. Supposedly, he was prosecuted years ago for this initial crime, but they didn't give him a sentencing or any sort of punishment until later and by that time he had turned his life around supposedly and had started a business so was seemingly a productive member of society so they let him do this halfway house sort of deal and work instead of going to jail so it all came together for me he was living in a house full of other criminals at night that were the roommates that he was suggesting in this place that was so messy not an apartment or house that he rented with some other guys like I was picturing. I heard this and felt a swirl of emotions. I mean, I was hurt, I was angry, and I must admit, I was slightly amused. But 
he had lied to me and manipulated me. And there was no ignoring that, no matter how cute or fun he was. After my initial shock wore off, I let him know that I thought he was a liar and he could not be trusted. Of course, he tried to convince me that he was going to, you know, change his life and that he was lying for my own good. And that after this houseway house experience, his life would be back to normal and we could live our lives together and run off into the sunset or whatever he was picturing. But I was not having it. And I got rid of his ass. Yeah, dumped him. I started to try to put things together. I even came to the conclusion that he might have wanted me to give him drugs or give him some prescriptions because he, he did seem super curious about how I prescribed medications as a doctor and how I had access to them. Yes, in retrospect. Hindsight is twenty twenty, though, isn't it? Once things ended, I realized there were cues that warned me all along that I just didn't pay attention to. I chose to ignore the signs as I wanted it to work so badly. For example, constantly using cash, the two drastically different cars, the different phones and the using them at different times. Not to mention I had never seen his place or met his friends. I was in denial because he was super cute and charming but I needed to pay attention to the cues that told me my date was cray cray. And I want you to pay attention to the cues that your date is cray cray to avoid similar or worse dating fiascos. And we're going to learn all about that today. We often ignore what's right in front of us that's telling us we're dealing with the wrong person or even worse, dating someone that's horrible because we're desperate and want it too bad. I know what you're thinking, that you can't always tell when someone's crazy or you can't always figure out who is or isn't right for you. But in general, there are usually a lot of warning signs that you are dealing with someone who is cray cray or incompatible with you. You have to pay attention to the cues that tell you your date is cray cray. And I am gonna help you. Here are some tips to help you stop ignoring the signs so you'll know your date is cray cray. First thing, stop dating a person's potential. We often try to make excuses for poor behavior or bad characteristics of someone that we really like, especially when they're cute. Sad to say it, but cuties get away with a lot of things that other people wouldn't. We like to see the best in people and what they could be, but not who they are right now when they're right in front of us. But you have to evaluate the person you're dating by all of the things that you see, including how they treat you, no matter how great they seem. Another thing, you have to take note of any weird behaviors. We also have the tendency in dating to see everyone through rose-colored glasses and not take the negative things into as much consideration as we do the positive things. Again, we want it to work. So we focus on the positive. But you can't do that in the beginning as they haven't earned your trust or respect. All the information is relevant when you're dating. So you have to take heed of some of the things that you see, especially if it's strange or makes you uncomfortable. 
but it's not enough to just take note of these behaviors. Afterwards, you have to recognize the patterns. When I was dating Mr. Handsome, I had seen some pretty shady behaviors and I even took note of them, but I didn't try to connect the dots. I really didn't want to connect the dots. So it's not enough to just figure out that you're seeing something strange. You have to put all of it together to make an accurate assessment about a person. I looked at every little thing individually and explained it away instead of looking at the overall pattern, which took me longer to discover the truth. And let me just be with Mr. Handsome for a little bit longer, but it ended up hurting me in the end. Lastly, you have to ask yourself the hard questions. Are you dating this guy because you're desperate? Is it a reaction to an ex or maybe a rebound? Are you lonely, etc.? The choices we make on who we date and what we're going to put up with have a lot to do what's going with what's going on with us. So don't forget to check in with yourself on why you're making the decisions you're making, as well as how a personal relationship is making you feel. Sometimes we're so focused on what we're doing that we're not really trying to sit back and figure things out. So pay attention to the cues that your date is cray cray by not dating their potential, dating who you're seeing right in front of you, by not really just explaining away these weird or strange behaviors. You have to notice them and take a note of it. By recognizing any strange or weird patterns going on, and by asking yourself the hard questions. That is how you pay attention and make sure to pick up on the cues that your date is cray cray. Now, this is my favorite part of the show. What would Dr. Io do? In this segment, I answer your questions. If you want to pitch in this segment and with your questions or stories, you can go to my Facebook or Instagram page. Today, I have a question from Tanya. Hi, Dr. Ayo. So the guy I'm dating, I'm worried that something is up because I only talk to him on weekends. I've never met his friends. He only calls me at night. We've been dating for four months and I feel like I don't know his real life. I do know where he works and have met him there. But like I said, I've never been to his place. What do you think is going on? Tanya, I know, I feel your pain. You obviously like this guy and are hopeful that it'll work out. But, Tanya, this guy's playing you. He is obviously not the one. He's talking and seeing you at booty call hours, nights and weekends. This is not a free phone plan you're giving up. This is supposed to be a relationship and you have not been incorporated into his life on any level. He's purposely keeping you separate from the people that are important to him and doesn't intend to make a serious commitment to you based on how he's spending his time with you and allocating, excuse me, and allocating. He's obviously not intending to make a serious commitment to you based on how he's allocating his time. Tanya, he either has someone else that's more serious, doesn't like you enough to make you a priority, or has something else crazy going on. Either way, he is not the guy for you. You deserve better and should not settle for less. If you're like Tanya 
and you're in a situation that you think is shady, go ahead and face reality sooner than later. Your date is cray cray and is not the one for you. Pay attention to cues that your date is cray cray and get the love that you want and that you deserve. Thanks for joining me today. This is the Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Io. I'll be back next week. Until then, be bad. That's this week's episode of Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Io. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give me a review on iTunes. For more material and content, you can find me under IOGathingMD on Instagram and Twitter, or head over to my website, www.iogathingmd.com. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. Until then, be bad.